The BRICS Summit is officially on and when I tell you that day one was power packed and all the business leaders and even political leaders that have taken center stage to speak are not mincing their words. They're reiterating the power of BRICS and they are also reiterating their place as partners on the BRICS Summit. For a long time when Africans have done business with other people, they've always been treated as less than children of a lesser God, people from a dark, tiny continent that is mad by diseases poverty and war but everybody who's taken the stage to speak at the BRICS summit makes mention of the fact that with BRICS they are treated as partners and equals and that's exactly what matters and that is the driving force towards growing Africa growing African economies if they're to get into any partnerships particularly economic and political partnerships with any other country on a global scale the next wave of global growth will in my mind, Nuzipo, come from this continent. And it is thus important that we are sitting here today inviting our BRIC partners because we see that they accept, they understand the multilateral approach where there is mutual respect, where we're all working towards um, a win-win uh, outcome. And we're inviting them to come and participate in the industrialization of this continent yeah. because this is where the world needs to see the next wave of global growth. Hello there, how are you doing? Welcome again to another episode of our Conversations. My name is Andira Ganga. It's always a pleasure to come on here and have a conversation with you guys on, um, you know, African black people empowerment and how we can rise up and take our rightful place as the global stage. Now, a lot has been happening. BRICS is currently ongoing and today is technically day one as I record this. And, you know, um, a lot of business conversations are being held. Politics will come, but there's a very integral part of BRICS, which is business. And all the alliances that we form, be it political, be it um, um, diplomatic, the, the bottom line is always business. How can we do business on fairer terms? How can we do business on better terms? Now, in the recent purse leading to the BRICS summit, there have been a lot of conversation, a lot of chatter, and a lot of talk of the place of BRICS. Has BRICS lost its power? Has it lost its appeal? Has it lost what makes it stand out? You know, and um, you can't downplay the kind of PR that the West has played when it comes to this. You know, um, it began with ensuring that Vladimir Putin could not attend the summit in South Africa by, you know, putting a lot of pressure on South Africa and just telling them, will you arrest Putin? Will you arrest Putin? Will you arrest Putin when Putin is in South Africa? And failure to which it will attract consequences. Now, South Africa is one of the largest economies in Africa by far. It has powerful friends in China, in Russia, but we cannot underscore and downplay the impact and the importance of America in doing business with them and in good, being in the good books. If America doesn't like you, you're doomed. But one of the speakers who took center stage was very keen to remind us, the viewers and also the people who were at BRICS Summit, that irrespective of all the noise that is going on around us, we should not forget the power that BRICS has, the power that, you know, um, India has, the power that, that South Africa has, the power that China has, the power that that um, Russia has, you know, um, they're movers in trade, they're movers in agriculture, they're movers in manufacturing, they're movers in tourism, they're movers in natural resources. And so she was just like, let us not allow the noise from outside drown the import that we can have as a block when we come together. And just to add further context, 
Remember that as the BRICS nations, we account for 25% of international trade. We contribute to over 30% of global GDP. We make up just over 40% of the world's population. And so in conclusion, I encourage you all to make the most of the BRICS Business Forum and to actively engage with one another, share your experiences, and find avenues for international trade investment and propose actionable solutions that will shape the future of our nations and the African continent. Throughout our discussions, we must remember that our strengths lie not only in our shared challenges, but they lie in our shared aspirations. We must collaborate, exchange ideas, and learn from each other's experiences. By working together, we can create an environment that promotes a sustainable development and unleashes transformative power of our BRIC nations and the African continent. Another thing that caught my attention and I really liked from the conversation was the fact that she mentioned that, um, you know, relating with BRICS is such a good thing or being part of BRICS is such a good thing for South Africa and even for African countries and other smaller countries that are applying and intend to join the block. Why? All the other times that we see Africans do business or get into any block with all these other big countries, particularly Western countries, be it America or Europe, you come to the table less than. You come to the table as that small, tiny country. You come to the table as those people who we're doing a favor to, those people that do not have very much to give. You know, we're just allowing you room to be here. We we are not very interested in you or what you have to give or what you have to offer. No, 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 no. We we just we're just allowing you a little bit of room so that you don't feel bad and you don't feel left out. And she makes mention of the fact that when it comes to BRICS, they belong. South Africa belongs. All the other small countries that want to apply, they belong. Everybody is a partner and an equal at the table. And that's what matters. Because when you're doing business with somebody, mutual respect is very, very important. It's because of mutual respect that somebody will give you fair trading terms. When somebody does not respect you, they will exploit you. Look at France and what's happening in West Africa. They will exploit you because they don't respect your view as a partner and an equal. When somebody respects you, then they're going to ensure that they do ethical business with you. They will not try to damage your environment. They'll not take shortcuts. They'll not pay bribes. They'll not do scrupulous business in your country. They will not damage the environment in your country. And this is something that these partners have found in BRICS. In 2000, BRIC accounted for 7% of global trade. Right. You did hear from Putti at the moment, BRICS uh, uh, accounts for going on to 30% yeah. of global trade. Intra-BRICS trade has grown by, in the past 10 years, um, an average um, annual rate of 7% mm. or over 7%. These are very compelling numbers. However, for me, the even more important success of the BRICS formation, especially over the past 10 years, has been that we have now created a model for the world right. that moves us away from an extractive approach in terms of economic engagement 
towards a collaborative um, approach where we can um, all benefit. And why this is important for the African continent, we have the resources in abundance right. still in our continent, be it the human capital in terms of the youth uh, that we have, be it in terms of the mineral resources or other natural resources. The next wave of global growth will, in my mind, Nuzipo, come from this continent. And it is thus important that we are sitting here today inviting our BRIC partners because we see that they accept, they understand the multilateral approach where there is mutual respect, where we're all working towards um, a win-win mm -hmm. uh, outcome. And we're inviting them to come and participate in the industrialization of this continent yeah. because this is where the world needs to see the next wave of global growth. And when I tell you that um, there has been a lot of negative PR on BRICS, it's because I have seen it firsthand. You know, I was watching an interview by an expert of one on one of the international stations, and the expert was saying something in the line of, it's been over five years, close to 10 years, and what happens is BRICS just meet and talk, and they've become technically the white salad guys, nothing concrete or nothing tangible is coming from them. And this, I feel like, almost hit a nerve. And so some of the people that took center stage were quick to debunk this myth that BRICS is just all talk. And, you know, there are now plans to ensure that there's interconnectivity, particularly airborne connectivity between all BRICS countries. And this will make movement of goods easier and movement of people easier. And once you take barriers like this out of the way, then you're setting stage, you're allowing for trade and tourism to almost have to, to, to jet off, you know. And I think this is a very smart thing that they've done, bearing in mind that um, the West, America, Europe, there are a lot of visa restrictions for smaller countries, for African countries. So to be able to say that we, we are working on an airlift strategy goes a long way in showing their commitment to ensuring that this thing actually works. We uh, have proposed uh, what we call an airlift strategy. Mm. An airlift strategy will be a comprehensive plan to make sure that we have air connection between the BRICS countries, because without air connection, there is no flow of passengers, there is no flow of tourism that, that negatively impacts the tourism, it affects cargo, it affects particularly the business people who are traveling, promoting business, investing, and, uh, and doing trade. So this is a comprehensive plan, uh, and we are going to go drill down the problem problem into identifying inclusive city pairs that could be served by regular flights uh, to foster that strategy. Well, that's all I had for you in this episode of our conversations. My name is Andira Ganga. Again, I'll see you next time. Um, we are still covering BRICS Live as the events happen. We'll be bringing you the videos and let me know what you think and who of the leaders you'd be keen to watch out on and who you'd like for me to do commentary on. I'll see you again next time.